Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't wanna get in your way Hello and welcome to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I thought it would be a great idea to follow the interview with Brooke Warner with a question that we get quite often, and that is a discussion on the difference between the routes to publishing. So Brooke talked a lot about hybrid publishing and why she created She Writes Press and how she was working on the traditional side and she saw so many authors who were writing good books but they weren't getting picked up by the traditional industry for a variety of reasons, but for many of them is because of simply the nature of of traditional publishing and the sellability of books and platform and all of those things. So she created She Writes Press where she brings the knowledge of publishing and the knowledge of working within the um within the traditional industry and is able to provide that to authors who might not otherwise be able to get their book immediately into production or ever through the traditional route. So if you missed the interview with her, I highly encourage you to go back. We also talked a lot about writing memoirs. She is an an expert in the memoir writing um, arena. And um, yes, so Brooke Warner was just episode two. Um, Okay, so that led me to the question that I just received in the Write, Publish, Sell group on Facebook, which, by the way, if you're not part of that group, it's a free group. We have a very engaged um, group of people in there. You can just look for us under Write, Publish, Sell. It's a group, free group on Facebook and come join us. But there was a question asked the other day. What exactly is the difference between a vanity press and a small publisher? The first thought that came to my head was, oh my goodness, there's a lot to cover here. First of all, (laughs) there's a lot of differences between a small publisher and a vanity press. So um, I realized that there's still a lot of unanswered questions about the different ways that you can work with a publishing entity. So, you know, it's it's interesting because when I first started my journey about a decade ago, there were some people that were helping authors get their books uh, uh, published uh, through the self, good grief, I'm struggling with my words today, published through the self-publishing industry. Um, But it was mostly, it was a lot of freelancers. So there were vanity presses, there were some publishing businesses, um, like Mascot Press is a great example of that. And then there were a bunch of freelancers who were helping by creating the layout and interior, um, the typesetting, um, the cover design and all of those things. But since I started Write, Publish, Sell, which is a business that helps people publish their book and do all the things for them so that they don't have to do that themselves. Since I published that, there have been all kinds of boutique publishers pop up. And in the midst of that, there's been a lot of good and bad. So I'm going to start first by describing to you what a vanity press is. So um, I'm sure there are other types of presses that could fall under the the 
tag of vanity. But back in the day, Vanity Press was started because you literally bought the use of a publishing name. And it was for people who didn't want to look like they were self-publishing. So they would get a Vanity Press. If you think about a vanity license plate, what is that? It's when people create, a, you know, like, the, I can't think of something do it too cool for school or whatever, you know, something on their license plate that's vanity. So um, pe for people who did not want to look like they were self-publishing, who wanted to have a, a quote-unquote publishing name behind them, they would pay for the opportunity to work um, with someone who would publish their book, and yet they still would be self-published. So they have the advantage of, of all the things that come along with that, making all the decisions, etc., etc. So there are two types of vanity presses. There are the type that you just pay for the production of your book and um, and they give you everything and then you go load it to your own accounts and off you go. And then there were the not so great uh, ones that got all of the, the bad um, commentary. And those were the people that were not only paying, charging authors for the production of the book, but also um, keeping the rights to sell the book and selling the book through their accounts and taking royalties. So you might say to yourself, well, that's what hybrid presses do too, the today, the current hybrid press. And you are correct, but there is a difference because one of the biggest problems with vanity presses or big box um, self-publishing boutique uh, type things is that there's no editorial review process. What does that mean? That means it doesn't matter if you wrote the worst book on the face of the planet. If you can pay them, they're going to publish it, the Vanity Press. The more, the newer hybrid press, the types like She Writes Press and some of the other ones coming online these days, yes, there is a fee for services. It's a partnership model, but generally these are people who know and understand the publishing industry. They are working behind the scenes as legit publishers. And by that, I mean, there's an editorial review. They don't just select every book that comes to them. They read the books. They determine if the book is a good fit for their company. They ensure that the book has been properly edited, properly formatted, like it follows all the rules. They know and understand the publishing industry and they know and understand how to support and to publish an author properly. Whereas the vanity press or big box companies, as I like to call them, they're just a business. They're just in the business of making sure that you have a book that's been formatted and loaded properly to the sites and then they may or may not um, uh, take parts of your royalties. So it's a little bit confusing because yes, there are a lot of different types. Now we've got the growth of many, many really good companies. So I don't want to disparage companies that charge a fee for services because let me be really honest with you, there's a lot of really bad self-published books out there because they never got edited properly, they never got formatted properly, they don't, they're not justified, there's no um, headings and subheadings headings the book is a mess um, they're not they're not converted properly they're just uploaded to Amazon and off we go so there is a space and a place for people because self-publishing is growing so rapidly you actually should 
um, consider hiring professionals to help you make sure that your book is done as professionally as possible. And now that these book these companies exist, and I'll give a shout out to some of our friends and sponsors in, for the Women in Publishing Summit and companies that we use, but you have companies like Publish, you have companies like Book Baby, you have companies like my company, right? Publish Sell. You have companies like uh, Grace Point Matrix Publishing and um, so on and so forth that do take on the responsibility of making sure that authors have a very, very professionally um, published book, that it looks just like any other book out there, that it's got a great cover that's competitive in the industry, that it's got, that it's been proofread, that it's been edited, that it's been uh, formatted properly and typeset properly, and that the cover has all the elements that it should have. So I don't want to disparage all groups out there, but I do want to tell you that there are some bad apples out there, and very few people are actually working in the quote-unquote vanity press um, arena these days because so many other good companies have come up. I mean, they still exist, and it depends on what you de- what you define as vanity. You can you, some vanity publishers now are just called self publishing assist companies, um, and and they do like like Mascot is a great example. I know several authors who have worked with Mascot Books, and it's been a fabulous experience for them. So I don't want to disparage them, um, but there are some things about the way it operates that I'm not a huge fan of, and I won't really go into that because it really depends on what your goals are for the two people that I know who worked with them they had they they had written children's books they needed an illustrator they needed someone to help them get the book formatted properly and they needed to have it put out into the world and both in both instances they were done the books were done very well and they were pleased with the outcome so who am I to say that it's a bad Uh, way forward if the authors were pleased with the outcome, right? Will they ever recuperate the amount of money spent in that? I don't know, but, uh, but you could, I mean, that question could be asked of anyone hiring services to help publish their book. So, okay, to, to get back on track here, there are the following types of routes to publishing. You have traditional Now, traditional can be done in a myriad of ways as well. You have small, medium, and large traditional presses. You have the big five, which everybody knows about. You know, Simon & Schuster, Random House, um, those companies. That It's the dream of all of us to be published by one of those, right? The benefits to getting picked up to someone like that are amazing. I mean, even as a fan of self-publishing, I would never turn down the opportunity to be published by Random House. Um, the opportunities that exist there are still far greater than anything that I can accomplish as a self-published or small published small publisher author. So that's a great route for some people. Um, then you have me- uh, many, many medium and small publishing houses. Now, what are these? These are traditional publishers that are just smaller companies. They work with fewer authors. They may not have the same scope and and reach as the big five. They may not carry that same weight in their name, but they're still doing great. There are many medium-sized workshops, I mean, uh, publishers, <laughs> medium-sized and small publishers that are doing great things. You might still get a, um, a, a, uh, Royalties payment up front from them um, or in advance, you may or may not. It depends on the size of the house and what they have going, but you should expect that you're not going to pay for the production and publication of your book. You will be likely with smaller publishing houses be 
mostly responsible for your marketing and PR. Although many, even small and medium-sized traditional houses do at least have a publicist that will work with you in build-up for the launch and all of those things. But you should definitely expect that the brunt of marketing, of author growth, of all of those things is going to be um, on the hands of the author. However, you don't have to worry about anything else. Of course, the downside is that they may change your title. They may change. They are they are going to decide what the cover looks like, and the book may significantly change from the time that you finish writing it until the time that it is published. So you have your pros and cons on both sides. Then you have the hybrid presses, which I which was she writes press, um, Cat Biggie Press. Um, Tons of them out there. They're growing and growing and growing. Now, the um, Advocacy Committee for the Independent Book Publishers Association recently convened and came up with a list of criteria as to what they deem appropriate um, appropriate hybrid presses, like a checklist for red flags and things like this. So the, obviously the biggest downside of working with a hybrid press is that you do pay. You do pay a fee. It's a partnership model because of the expenses and the risk that come with publishing newer, lesser known authors because of the fact that um, sometimes, you know, it's it's hard to determine how well these books will do because distribution is a little bit trickier when it comes to non-traditional presses. Because of a lot of reasons, it's a partnership model. However, Generally, these publishing houses are run by people who consider themselves legit publishers. They're learning the industry. They're taking part in discussions about the industry. They're members of organizations like the Independent Book Publishers Association and other um, organizations out there to support and help publishers grow. Um, They're doing the things to help make sure your book is positioned properly. They're going to not just accept everyone who comes their way, but they're going to review Uh, the manuscript or the proposal. They're going to select the best, the ones they want to work with the most. They're going to review you as an author, your marketing plan, all of those things. In most cases, you'll still need to submit a query or um, a proposal just like you would with a traditional house. And, um, and, And your process in being published should operate a lot closer to a traditional publisher. However, A lot of times the authors have a lot more say. For example, I have um, Purple Butterfly Press. It's a hybrid press for children's book authors. A lot of times our authors come to us with the illustrations already done. We then take those illustrations and we size them and format them to make sure that they are formatted properly for all the different places that we need to put the book. So they they don't have to come to us in fear that we're going to go a different direction than they envision with their illustrations. If they don't have illustrations, we work with them to find the just right illustrator. And we do that entire process. We do all the things just like a traditional publisher would do. And it's in conjunction with the author. So they get to determine if they like the layout, if they like the cover, if they like the fonts, all of those types of things we do in conjunction with the author. So it's pretty cool because you get to have your cake and eat eat it too. You get to work with somebody who is consider who is, you know, a publisher, not just um, someone running a business on loading books to Amazon and other places. And um and you get more say in the outcome of the book. But the biggest thing comes from the royalties payout. So on a traditional side, yes, you may get a small advance, um, but you're probably as a first-time author going to be earning between eight and a half to twelve percent royalties on your book in a Um, in a hybrid, in a legit hybrid, you should expect to see royalties of at least 50%. Um, Some are higher than that. And ebook royalties go up to 75% of the net retail. So it's 
a significant difference, and this is what allows authors to potentially earn back the investment of partnering with the publisher for the cost of the book. So there are a lot of great places out there, and I encourage you to look up the IBPA checklist for hybrid presses. If you're considering working with a hybrid press, there's a checklist there that kind of tells you the questions you should ask, the things you should look for, you know, and, and my biggest advice to you on something is if anybody is offering you a deal that's too good to be true, like this is a last minute deal, you're not going to get it if you don't sign our contract by tomorrow, that's a huge red flag. Any publisher worth their salt, whether they're charging a fee for services or not, is going to take the time to answer your questions, is going to make sure that you feel comfortable, is going to even negotiate on the contract a little bit, if you will. We do some negotiations on rights and contracts things, but keep in mind um, the, the thing that I hear a lot of people say is that they don't want to give up their rights for publication to a publisher. Well, here's the deal. If you don't give the publisher the rights to publish your book, they can't publish your book. They have to have the rights to put it on Amazon and they have to have exclusive rights because what happens if you come along and decide you want to load the book to your own KDP account? Now your book is in competition with, each, with itself. That's not good. And the publisher can't do all the things that they need to do. So it's okay to grant rights to a publisher, um, no matter what kind of publisher they are. They need those rights to be able to load the book to the places where the book can be bought. And that's the goal at the end of the day. If you don't want someone else getting any part of your royalties, then you need to look for someone. You either need to do it all on your own or you need to look for someone um, like Book Baby or Write Publish Sell or even Bublish who will help you um, – produce the book, and then you load it to your own accounts and nobody else ever has any touch or say on your royalties. So there are different ways to do it. Okay, so we've covered Vanity Press, which you basically pay just to have somebody else's imprint on your book. What's an imprint? An imprint is the name that's associated. So Random House, Penguin, Cat Biggie Press, Purple Butterfly Press, those are all imprints. Okay, um, it varies on what you get with those Vanity Presses. Then you have Hybrid Presses, which are the route with a publisher, but it's a fee for services. It's a partnership relationship where you are going to invest some in the production of your book. Then you have boutique publishers or self-publishing support um, companies or whatever you want to call them, services for authors, whatever you want to call them. But basically, you're going to pay and you can generally either get packages or a la carte services. And through those companies, you can have things like your editing, your cover design, your um, all of those things done for you. The book is produced. Um, we load books for clients, but I don't to their Amazon and, and Ingram Spark through Write, Publish, Sell, but I don't know if that's a service that all other boutique publishers do or self-publishing assist companies do. It really depends. That's the thing. There's no like hardcore rules on how these work. And then you have um, just freelancers. So you might take on the hat yourself as the self-publishing um, you know, guru and going out there and saying, okay, I found my cover designer. Okay, I found somebody to convert the interior and do the typesetting and all that. I'm going to get all these pieces together. I'm going to load it myself and off we go. The benefit to that you are in charge of everything. The downside to that, you are in charge of everything. <laughs> so it can get a little bit challenging as you're walking through the process. And then, of course, finally, we covered traditional presses. And with traditional, again, 
what you get and and the success of your book is going to vary greatly depending on the size and and uh, of the of the publishing house that you're working with. Um, obviously, if you're working with one of the big ones, you're going to get a lot more than if you work with a tiny little mom and pop publishing house. However, you know it really depends on on so many factors as to what is the right route for you. We never tell people that self publishing is the only way, hybrid publishing is the only way, or traditional is the only way. Because it's going to depend on what you're trying to get out of this book. My last piece of information today is going to be to tell you this. Think about what you're trying to accomplish with your book. If you are an entrepreneur and you already have a business growing and you're writing a book to help your clients or to grow your client list or to you know, um, grow your expertise as a leader or have a calling card that is, sets you apart from other people, you do not need to traditionally publish. You can achieve all of those things on a much faster timeline, on a reasonable budget, just by self-publishing. And I have a course, of course, that can show you how to do it if, if you have um, questions on that. Okay, then if you are a fiction author and your dream of dream of dream of dreams is to be published by Penguin or by Random House or by Simon Schuster or by, I don't know, Harlequin, whoever, and you want to be a New York Times bestseller, this is going to depend on a couple of things. How much time do you have? What's your budget? How much are you willing to do by yourself? If your goal is to be um, published traditionally by one of those people, then by all means, work on your craft, submit, continue to query. If a long time goes by and you aren't seeing any results, self-publish one of your books. Start building your audience. Start building the things that you need. Start getting social proof, all of those things. And you can always come back and continue to pitch um, agents after that. Okay, so just because you self-publish a book one time does not mean you are out of the game. In fact, if you wind up doing a great job with your book, you may find that you are able to get picked up by an agent because they may find you when they see your book is doing really, really well. Okay, then the, the self-publishing people, the ones who are ready to just go on their own and do it all on their own, those are going to be the people that... Um, have a lower budget and have more time and are willing to figure out all the pieces of the puzzle. And goodness knows there are tons of resources out there for you. I encourage all of you to register for the Women in Publishing Summit at womeninpublishingsummit.com. We are going to have so many, so many great um, resources available to you to show you how to go through this process from all ends. We're talking to agents and how to find agents for those of you who really want to go the trad route. We are talking about self-publishing. We are going into details on the difference between the routes to publishing. We are talking about resources and tools for those of you who are looking for self-publishing assist companies, all of the above. We're covering it all, fiction, nonfiction, memoir, children's books. We've got it. So make sure you head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com. Check out our resources there. Get your ticket while it's still on early bird pricing because it is a steal of a deal right now. And um, and we're going to go through all of this stuff and we're going to figure out what is the best route for you and how to get there. So I went on a lot longer than I thought I was going to go on talking about the difference between the types of things. But I would really, the best thing for everyone is knowledge. Knowledge is power. 
the more you know, all of those cliche slogans, they're so true. And it doesn't really matter which route you choose. Choose what works for you. But no matter which route you choose, make sure you've done your research. Make sure you know what you're getting into. Make sure that you are on top of what's happening. You know the questions to ask and you know the signs to look for that there could be something you're uncomfortable with. If they're charging you a fee to produce your book and then require you to buy thousands of dollars of copies of the book, walk unless you want hundreds and hundreds of copies of your book. But to me, that's a huge red flag. If you're if you're required to buy books, um, that's a huge red flag. So to me, that's the that's the one that stands out more so than anything else. Um, because you know, depending on the company that you're working f- with, they may or may not um, pay out royalties. Like there's a lot of different reasons. But just ask the questions. Look at the contract. Make sure you understand what you're signing and make sure that you ask questions and talk to the person. And if anybody pushes you to sign a contract before you're ready, run. Because these types of contracts don't expire in 24 hours or they shouldn't. There should never be a steal of a deal that's only good for 15 hours or you lose it. So again, the more you know, get educated, come to the Women in Publishing Summit, continue listening to this podcast. We will give you tons of information and resources and tools. And I hope that this helped um, dispel some myths. If you know of anything else that I didn't cover or have extra information or extra resources, I encourage you to send us an email. Um, We accept emails at support at womeninpublishingsummit.com. I'd love to hear from you if you have um, any other information or you can join us on Facebook in the Write, Publish, Sell group. I know that's confusing. I have two separate companies. I'm the same mother of both companies, but we do serve different areas. I'm trying to figure out how to um, combine them all together. But for now, Write, Publish, Sell, Women in Publishing Summit. If you can remember those two things, you can find us. You can ask questions. We are so happy to help you figure out the answers to these questions because I hate seeing people get screwed over more than anything. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this. Go to womeninpublishingsummit.com and sign up. If you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe. And I would love it if you would leave us a great review. If you enjoy this podcast, share it with your writer friends. And um, we'll see you next week or whenever the next one comes out. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.